Welcome to the Coach's Nook, your weekly boost of coaching caffeine. I'm Anna Maria. I'm Vicenta. We are two certified professional coaches who are passionate about helping people move towards the life that they want to lead. Every episode, we'll be sharing practical tools and techniques that are easy enough to implement right away so you can experience the impact of coaching for yourself. Grab your favorite drink and join us for the conversation. Have you ever wanted to form a new habit, going full force for the first few days and then giving it up altogether? Let's say you were trying to start exercising, or you wanted to eat healthy, or reduce stress, or get better sleep. You're in the right place. Today, we are going to discuss how tiny habits can transform your life. When I think of habits, Vicenta, I think about starting a new routine. Adding something to my life, whether it be daily, weekly, or monthly, it usually is a routine that will enhance my life in some way. It could be spiritually through meditation or emotionally by starting a gratitude journal, for example. The options are endless. Yes, I like what you said, Anna Maria, about enhancing one's routine. Sometimes we have a very basic routine that's on autopilot, And that's where tiny habits can come in to add more richness to our lives. I'll give you a a personal example. A couple of months ago, I started a tiny habit after getting up in the morning. And that habit was to stretch and move for one minute. I also decided after this stretching, to read a minimum of two pages of a book. You know what, Anna Maria, as of yesterday, I am up to eight minutes of stretching and moving and I am still, yeah. And I am still reading at least two pages of a book, but you know what else? I have also added a couple of other things to my morning. So I started tiny but the ripple effect has been huge. I love it. What a great example of how to start small or tiny, as you say. I believe if we start out too big, for example, in your case of exercising, if you started off the bat at 10 minutes a day of stretching and moving, you may not have formed the habit because it would have been too overwhelming to maintain. Yeah, that's it. It would have been too much too soon. Starting out tiny, you know, I kind of went under the radar of my brain. I had to feel good about what I was doing first before I could move on. It's been incredible. You know, I've never been able to maintain an exercise program for any length of time. And yet here I am two months later, and I know that I am more than capable of eventually doing longer sessions. And this is all thanks to two books that I recently finished, Atomic Habits by James Clear 
and Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg and his research on behavior design. I highly recommend both these books. They have helped me tremendously. Wow, look at you. And by the way, thank you for the book referrals. You're welcome. <laughs> research has also shown that it takes an average of 66 days to form a new habit sometimes as little as 21 days and even up to 90 days or many months. And it depends really on what the habit is. Yeah, that's right. And this is based on neuroscience and their research on, on forming new neural pathways. It sometimes takes a while to get those neural pathways established. So here are some steps to design your behavior so that you can develop a tiny habit. The first step is to clarify your aspiration and ask yourself, what is it that I really want? You may say that you want to get yourself a gym membership and that may be a great aspiration, but let's dig a little deeper. Your aspiration may actually be that you just want to feel more physically fit and that's wonderful. Clarifying this will help you think about the next few steps that we are going to talk about. Yeah, that, that really makes sense. That aspiration has to come first. And in yes. keeping, yeah, in keeping with the theme of exercising, the second step is to explore behavior options. It could be going for a walk, getting up and stretching. It could be to go for a glass of water. And that can be done in a work setting, for example. This breaks the monotony of sitting in front of a computer all day. This little change will not only give you exercise, it will also give you a mental break to recharge. I started doing this at my lunch break, which has made a huge difference. That's fantastic, Anna Maria. How long do you go for a walk? It it can range from anywhere from five minutes to 25 minutes. It really depends on the day, but my ultimate goal is to move and exercise regardless of the length of time. That's great. And in the spirit of tiny habits, you have given yourself a minimum of five minutes. So that means you're always succeeding because everybody can walk five minutes, right? That's the idea. <laughs> That's great. Okay, let's move on to step number three. Match the new behavior or habit with specific behaviors. It's really important to match the behavior to something that you are already doing. That is called the anchor behavior. So in keeping with the exercise theme, Anna Maria, what is the anchor behavior that gets you out the door and walking? My anchor behavior is really to step away from my workstation. It could be either in the office or at my home office. After I eat my lunch, I go for a walk. So again, it's not really the time. As long as I get five minutes in, I'm happy. And I'm walking to get physically fit. That's now, fantastic. Yeah, it does. It does work. This really does work, the tiny habit. The next step is 
that we alluded to it earlier in the podcast is to keep it tiny. So it's not overwhelming. In my example, five minutes is tiny when you think of an exercise regime and it's keeping my aspiration of getting physically fit. That's great, Anna Maria. I started with a one minute stretching exercise. So it could even be that tiny. And now as mentioned earlier, I'm up to eight minutes. And the next step that I wanna talk about is to find a good prompt. In my case, after I wake up and my feet hit the floor, I start stretching and moving. After I stretch and move, I read at least two pages of a book. My prompt is my growling stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Now we move on to the last step, and I believe it's the most important step, and that reinforces the new behaviors. And what I'm alluding to is celebrating I do my happy dance. I'm still perfecting the floss dance. My grandson's still trying to show me how to do it. How do you celebrate, Vicenta? (laughs) I like that floss dancing. Um, I say yes, or I put my arms in the air like a victory position. And it helps because what we are doing is connecting the neurons of the exercise to the neurons of the good feeling. And BJ Fogg calls it shine. He also says that people do better when they are feeling good. So this celebration helps solidify the habit. You know, Anna Maria, I got to tell you, after about two weeks of doing my one minute stretching and movement, I felt my lungs expanding. And I felt that I also was ready to start two minutes of exercise. And with regards to my reading two pages every morning, it rekindled my love of reading so that instead of, you know, on an afternoon or something, instead of turning on the television or watching YouTube videos, I am much more likely to pick up a book. Wow, that's awesome. Now I'm gonna go on to talking about how a coach would deal with a client that's trying to form a new habit. So what the coach and what we ask our clients is, what do you need to address in order for you to be successful? In other words, what may get in the way? This is where the work on what we call the inner and the outer box begin to happen. And they can be limiting beliefs, negative self-talk or assumptions may surface when this question's asked. To be consistent with the example of physically fit, I'm gonna show how it works. So if someone wants to exercise, they may be thinking, I'm gonna fail because none of my other attempts were successful. And the assumption is, that history is going to repeat itself and they're not going to be successful. Yeah, that's a really great point. And one of the things to consider when considering the options of a new habit 
because you know we do have lots of options and we have the freedom to choose the best one that suits us um one of the things oh and one thing i forgot to mention sorry for interrupting is the next step after that would be to help the client change the assumption the thought behind yeah. the assumption that history is going to repeat itself and it's important that we do mention that that as a coach will help them deal with that assumption and change the thought so that it won't stall them or prevent them from forming the habit to exercise. Yes. And that's a really great point. And one of the things to consider when we talk about the options of a new habit, because we do have lots of options and we do have the freedom to choose the best one that suits us. One of the things that BJ Fogg refers to as a possible block is the ability chain, which consists of time, money, physical capability, creative or mental energy. And lastly, does the behavior fit into your current routine or do you need to adjust your schedule to accommodate this new habit? Again, when I started my stretching routine, I did it immediately after I got up and it was a good time for me. It was free of charge. I was physically capable. It didn't take me any mental energy whatsoever and it fit into my morning routine quite nicely. So all of these factors made my new habit very easy. Yes. I like the way you explain that. It really clarified the points. Thanks for that. You're welcome. And it's all very individual, isn't it? Like yeah. you go for a five to 25 minute walk. I do stretching for one to eight minutes. The point here is that it's different for everyone. So these steps and these considerations, anybody can ask these questions and they can help themselves with whatever tiny habits work for them. Yeah, it's unique as the individual is, and that's important. So I wanted to talk about a habit I formed, and that's posting on my social media Monday to Friday. Sometimes I'll do it on weekends, it's, but that's more of an ad hoc or something just happens to come up I want to post about. But I make sure that before I turn in for the night, the posting has been done. My dinner is over, any client calls have finished or workshops have ended. Whatever is on my calendar is complete. Posting on social media is a habit for me to end the day. It may happen sooner in the evening if I end my task sooner. How I post is basically I scan photos, read quotes, I collect it over the years or I Google and whatever resonates with me that day, I'll post it. It can be a story or an actual posting on my feed where I write a note of how it resonated with me. This also allows me to connect with my followers. Actually, I've been doing this for over a year now. Wow, that's great. I'm impressed. Thank you. I think the biggest takeaway here is that starting tiny is the best way forward. And in that way, we don't have to rely on motivation or willpower. Exactly. And that just brought up a saying for me slow and steady wins the race and taking it slow 
and starting with tiny habits will help you succeed to make it part of your routine. I love that. In summary, we mentioned some steps you could take to form a tiny habit. And also we provided examples of habits we have turned into routines. And hopefully this has given you the listeners some inspiration to start your tiny habit. In the next episode, we'll discuss mental fitness, but you're going to have to tune in to find out exactly what that is. As always, <laughs> yeah, a bit of suspense never hurts anyone. I love it. As always, we have a habit of closing with a quote. We have chosen a quote by author James Clear. Habits are not a finish line to be crossed. They are a lifestyle to be lived. Thank you so much for listening to The Coach's Nook with me, Anna Maria. And me, Vicenta. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and share it with your family and friends. And if you want more information or to schedule a private coaching session with either one of us, please check the show notes on how to reach us. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, never lose sight of where you want to be, which leads me to a quote from an unknown author that we both love. Hold the vision, trust the process. Until next time.